Exceeding Expectations, episode 68. It's the new year, and one thing about the new year is people make resolutions. And one of the resolutions many people make is they join a gym with the aim of getting fit, losing those pounds, to be in shape by the time summer comes around. And most gyms are very happy with all these new customers because they know most of them aren't going to turn up and they're just happy to take that money. Well, our guest this week, Mike Tilbury, has a very different attitude in the gym where he works and they really encourage anyone who joins the gym and they really try to exceed their expectations in many different ways. And we're going to hear from Mike how they go about that. This is the podcast where we aim to give you ideas how you can give your customers a much better experience resulted in better testimonials and referrals and and ultimately getting you more money if you like this episode why not share it with someone you feel may get some good value from it and do subscribe so you can hear it on a regular basis now it's time for this week's episode exceeding expectations my guest today mike tilbury how are you mike i'm good tony how are you I'm very well, thanks. And we were just discussing the weather and it seems that it's pretty cold in both of where you are and where I am. Yeah, I guess we're kind of in that same boat this time of year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, um, well, yeah, you don't expect good weather at this time of year, so I guess it's quite normal. Yeah, you got to take the good stuff when you get it, though, and appreciate it. Absolutely. And you you mentioned you're in South Carolina. Uh, Yes, uh, my wife and I have been here for five years. And what, what was it that took you to South Carolina? Uh, so my wife is a high school counselor, and she mm-hmm. was finishing up her master's degree when we met about seven years ago. And when mm-hmm. we had first met, she let me know about that. And she said, you know, once I finish my master's, you know, I, I want to move south. You know, she's not one for the cold. So I didn't think anything of it. And then as our relationship progressed, you know, I got more serious. You know, two years in when she finished the master's, she's like, you know, I'm, I'm moving south. So I was like, whoa, this, you know, this is real. And, um, you know, the opportunity presented itself. She applied. Uh, she for a job down in South Carolina, and she got it. And she said, "You know, hey, we're you know it's time to go." And I was like, "All right, let's let's go." You know, warmer weather, different opportunities. You know, see a uh, different part of the world, and uh, mm-hmm. a different perspective. And uh, the cold, I, the cold was just too much. <laughs> and how different is it to where you? I mean, where, where was it you grew up? Did you say Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, correct. So uh, we grew up in the northeast part of uh, Pennsylvania. So we're about mm-hmm. two hours south of New York City. Right. And, uh, the the biggest difference, I think, is the the people down here. Uh, you know, when growing up, we heard a lot about the southern lifestyle, how it's a little bit slower, and how the people here are a little bit more, I guess, respectful. I guess would be the word I would use, and, and courteous of others. And that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. So down here, you can say hi to a stranger and wave to them; they'll smile right back at you and ask how your day is. Up in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, when we go back to visit the family. You know, we do that out of habit now and people just look at you like you're nuts. <laughs> so it's, it's been a good change for us. We feel more comfortable with that. Right. And what is it you do work-wise, Mike? So I am a head performance coach for ISI Elite Training. We're a uh, mm-hmm. gym in South Carolina. Currently have five locations in South Carolina. One on the border of South and North Carolina. And within the past year, we've actually franchised or franchised the, the gym and the, the business. So we're selling those. So we're kind of taking that nationally right now, which is pretty cool to see where it started and, and what we're doing now. It's pretty great. And how was it that you got into doing that in the first place? So when uh, growing up, give you a little background on that. Uh, growing up, I was an overweight kid. Uh, I played mm-hmm. sports, but I was never really great at any of them. 
but uh, like I said, so growing up, I was overweight, uh, an athlete somewhat, and I got picked on a lot for being heavy, and I kind of thought that's where I was stuck. But, uh, you know, I played football throughout high school and all that, and then after high school, uh, I went to college for one year, and uh, I didn't really do much of anything, and the weight that I had got a lot worse, so I ended up becoming 270 pounds after high school, so I gained 50 pounds in a year, which was a lot. And I just felt horrible about myself. And I, I never had great self-confidence or self-esteem. And that just made it worse. So I decided, I probably 20 years old, I was like, I got to do something about this. So I really got into weightlifting more. And I was a little bit more conscious of what I ate. And it made a big difference. And then I kind of got complacent after I had reached the goal. And I, I put all that weight back on. And I, I was like that for probably about seven years. And then... I spoke earlier about my wife when I met her right before that I lost all my weight and I was going through a really difficult time um, kind of with life where I was. I wasn't happy with, with my career. It wasn't even a career. I was working in a, a warehouse. I was just miserable. It was, you didn't see the light of day until you got out and it was just, it's not what I wanted. And uh, mm-hmm. at the time I really didn't know what I wanted. So that made it even worse, but I was mm-hmm. going through, through a lot of stuff emotionally and mentally. I was uh, drinking, probably five, six nights a week, uh, Mm. missing a lot of work. I probably should have been fired. I don't know how I got away with it, but uh, Mm. I ended up staying there for five years. Um, It wasn't what I wanted to do, but I'm grateful for that experience. And then Mm. when I met my wife, you know, we we talked and she's like, you know, I'm not going to push you to do anything. She goes, but you've, you've changed your life. She goes, have you ever thought about helping others? And up to that point, you know, it never crossed my mind. So she's like, why don't you look and be a personal trainer? She goes, if it's not for you, then don't worry about it. Mm. So I looked into it and I was like, no, this is definitely something I can do. So then when I did it, I had that mindset of, hey, I get to work in a gym for a living and that'll be cool. So mm. you know, I finished my certification in Pennsylvania and there really wasn't many opportunities for a personal trainer up there. So mm-hmm. when we moved to South Carolina, uh, I thought there'd be a lot more, <laughs> but there wasn't as many as I thought. Mm. So um like I said earlier, we, we live near the beach, so I thought there'd be a little bit more. But So we moved down here, didn't really do much for two months. I didn't have a job, so I was, I was trying to build up my own clientele at some of the local gyms, and it was really tough. And uh, mm. I was just kind of getting down on myself, and you know we were kind of running out of money at that point with only one income. And my wife mm. found a, a listing on Craigslist, and she's like, hey, why don't you go check this out and, and see, what, see what they have to offer? So I, I looked into the, the gym, you know, I looked into what they did, and I thought it was a, a CrossFit gym. And I don't have any experience in CrossFit. And I was like, man, I, I don't know if I can do that. And she's like, just go in for the interview, see what they say. And, you know, if it's not the right thing, then, you know, you thank them for the time and leave. So I said, all right. So I built up the courage, went in, and I walked in, and it was unlike anything I've ever seen before. I think a lot of times we have a certain expectation of what a gym may look like, kind of walk in and you see these big meatheads or people on the, the treadmill running or, or whatever. And it could be very intimidating for people. But when I walked into this gym, it was completely different. There was turf. Uh, there was there was not any equipment. Um, and there was a, a gentleman on a microphone uh, coaching people, not necessarily yelling, but, you know, coaching. And there was probably about eight or nine people. And I was like, wow, this is unlike anything I've ever seen or experienced. So I went in and I sat down for my interview and the owner, you know, he kind of explained everything that, that the gym stood for. 
and mm-hmm. you know, I was hooked maybe three minutes in. I was like, I've got to do this. And mm-hmm. through the rest of history, that was just a little over five years ago. I celebrated five years um, two weeks ago. And when you say for people who maybe are not familiar with CrossFit, do you want to let me tell us a bit more about that? So CrossFit is kind of depends a little bit on where you're at, but a CrossFit gym and the, the results are amazing. If you find a great CrossFit gym and coach, you're going to get tremendous results. But a CrossFit mm-hmm. gym is high intensity for the entire workout. Mm-hmm. So you're going nonstop. A lot of those CrossFit, they call them wads, uh, will mm-hmm. last anywhere between 15 to 25 minutes. And they're mm-hmm. usually in, I believe they call them boxes. So it's kind of a small space mm-hmm. where, they, where they go in and they just hammer out the workout. But what makes CrossFit so successful, and we've been able to learn from, from CrossFit, is that they have a tremendous community. So mm-hmm. it, it's not come in as you will. There's certain times that you come in and it's led by a coach and mm-hmm. they'll go over the workout and stuff like that. But it's high intensity. And again, it, it's something that I had never been familiar with a lot of Olympic lifts that I had never done. So mm-hmm. I, w- I was a little nervous about that, but um, CrossFit, like I said, it's, it's great when you find a great coach that will take the time and invest in you. And, and from what I know of Cross- CrossFit, it's much more focused on, well, it doesn't just focus on certain parts of the body. It's much more kind of every, the whole body is uh, the approach from my, from my friends that do it. Yeah. It, it's usually a full body workout. They'll throw, you know, your upper body in your lower body, uh, core cardio they'll run you know in between they'll jump on the bike you know they'll do the row machine the med balls everything so they they found a great way to incorporate everything to a workout you know when mm. how limited people have or how limited time people have mm. they've definitely found a way to maximize everything and make it work so mm. it's definitely a great concept from what i know some people who just go to the gym especially if they don't have any kind of personal trainer or coach and they just maybe focus on particular muscle groups, you know, for to, to they're going to make themselves look good, but they don't realize the damage it's causing them and things are getting out of balance and so on. Ah, uh, correct. So you, if you go into, I don't like to call them regular gyms, but you know, a, a gym with free weights and you know, kind of on your own, you're going to see a lot of people that do things very incorrectly. That's going to come cause a lot of harm to their body. Mm. You know, I was at a, I go to a, a, a quote unquote regular gym a few times a week just to kind of escape and focus on me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I was in there maybe a week ago and I was watching a gentleman on the lat pull down machine and mm-hmm. I thought he was going to rip his shoulders out every time he would do a rep. So mm-hmm. uh, you see that a lot. People that just kind of go in and I think they're, I don't know if it's pride that holds a lot of people back from asking questions or for help. Or it's just, I don't want to say ignorance either, but people that think they know what they're doing because you know, there's a lot of information on the internet you can see and watch YouTube videos and everything. Mm. I think a lot of people will, will do that and think that they, they know. Mm. And they'll try some of those things without the proper training or coaching. And I think that, that can definitely harm your body. Well, and maybe, I mean, part of the problem seems to me is that in a way there's too much information and there's a lot of misinformation. And so people think that they're doing the right thing but but clearly they're not yeah like you said there's there's a lot of misinformation out there uh you can find anything you want you can you can find something on you know google or whatever to justify anything in your head that you want and Mm. i think that's what people do or they'll see a lot of you know these these models on instagram or whatever Mm. and think that you know just working out will get you there and you know you just have to spend five you know five ten minutes on the treadmill or whatever and don't realize all the work that really goes into living a healthy lifestyle. 
But like mm. said, there's there's a lot of information, and I think the keyword you used there was misinformation. Mm. So, what would you say, Mike? Is um, how you are as a cross trainer? What do you would you say you do anything different to, to other cross trainers? Uh, other P uh, part, sorry PTs or yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're every so kind of how our our setup works. I'll go into that a little bit. Is we don't like to call it a gym. We like to call it an experience. So the, the moment you walk into our one of our facilities, you're greeted by name. So we, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have different size gyms with different size membership. Kind of depends mm-hmm. on where you're at. Uh, but we, uh, our gyms go from anywhere between our smallest right now has about 75 members, and our mm-hmm. largest right now has about 450 members. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we really take pride in is knowing every one of our members' names and just a small bit of information about them. So the second you walk in through the door, you're greeted with a smile. That might be at 5 a.m. or 7.15 p.m., depending on, on what time you're getting your workout in. You're greeted mm-hmm. by name, and we're going to say, hey, how did your son do with his baseball game yesterday? Or, hey, we know that your, your mother hasn't been feeling well. How's she doing? So mm-hmm. we like to do that and really get them excited and feel part of the family, feel part of a community. And then they you know walk out into the, our, our floor. So the way our gyms are set up is we have – Turf, and then we have rubber, athletic rubber. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like a, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's a, it's a cool setup, but the turf is usually laid right down the middle with the rubber on, on the outside, and then the equipment mm-hmm. kind of spread out around it. And then the way our workouts work, our workouts are 50 minutes. They're usually high-intensity workouts. So we, mm-hmm. took, we kind of did a lot of research, and what we wanted to do is we wanted to pull the best part of each exercise a workout concept and kind of piece them together to find what works best for your regular person. You know, we've mm-hmm. realized that not everybody is trained to be a bodybuilder. Not everybody is trained to be a professional athlete. So we want to just, we want to target and help the people that need help. Mm-hmm. So you, you walk in right now, our old school concept was our workouts were written on a chalkboard. You know, mm-hmm. as we've grown, we're starting to utilize technology a little bit more where as we're redoing all of our facilities they're going to be on uh, tv screens but Mm. the workouts on our chalkboard our coach is on a microphone our sessions have grown tremendously in size so our sessions go anywhere between uh five people up to our biggest location right now has up to 65 people per session so Mm. our coaches have to be very attentive to everything that's going on and have to have everything very well laid out Mm -hmm. But they'll have the workout on the board. They'll come in. We'll go into a warm-up and a stretch. We never want to get people to jump in cold. So we Mm -hmm. want to definitely warm them up first, get their blood flowing, loosen those muscles up a little bit. So that can go anywhere between, depending on the coach, 5 to to 15 minutes. And Mm -hmm. then we'll go over the actual workout and demonstrate all of the movements and how everything flows. Our coaches have the freedom to create the workouts that they want. The only thing is each day is a specific body part. So that's the only thing that we have to follow. Other than that, we want our coach's personality to shine through in the workout. The mm-hmm. music is loud, energetic, uh, inspiring. So we'll go through the workout itself, and then we'll take a little breather. Then we like to do what we call a finisher for the last three to five minutes. We'll, mm-hmm. uh, we demand everything that they have left in their emotional and physical tank, and we want them mm-hmm. to leave it all out on the turf. And then the last two minute, two to three minutes, we'll do what we call a cool down and a stretch. Mm. So we kind of 
maximize those 50 minutes from a warm-up and a stretch to the actual workout itself to the finisher exerting everything they've got left and then the cool down just to kind of bring everything back to center there so like i said the- and, and for anyone listening who's so sure what high intensity training is do you want to just explain to people what, what that is so that that's constant moving i guess would be the best way to describe it a lot of people have the the expectation again that workout is the only type of workout is that you go on the treadmill for 20 minutes or that you mm-hmm. bench press and then do a couple other auxiliary movements to complement that and where you're mm-hmm. taking a lot of rest in between each set which is one type of, of workout but the high intensity workout it's it's kind of go 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 at your own pace you know that mm-hmm. we set up and that, i think that's the biggest thing that kind of scares people when they hear that word high intensity is they think it has to be nonstop and you have to keep up with the person next to you mm-hmm. something that we encourage is the only per, the only one that you're focused on is you that person mm-hmm. next to you doesn't matter unless they're down and you got to pull them up and mm-hmm. help them out but other than that you're just worrying about you and giving your 100%. We realize everybody's 100% is completely different. Uh, mm. Our membership ranges from, we've had Division One athletes, pro athletes. We've trained uh, NFL uh, football players. We have also have uh, one of our locations as a 72-year-old grandfather. Mm. Everybody works out together, mm. which is, to me, the coolest thing because it creates this, this awesome sense of community where these older people or people who have never worked out before where they can feel that sense of belonging and, Hey, I, I work out next to this person. Mm. So, uh, you know, high intensity, it's just kind of your hundred percent the whole time. And aren't high intensity sessions typically shorter than, uh, uh, you know, most gym sessions in most gyms. Uh, yeah. So ours, ours, the actual workout itself is going to go anywhere between 25 and 35 minutes. Mm. That's the actual heart of the workout. The other part is the warm-up and the stretch, and then the cool-down and stretch at the end. Mm. And then, obviously, we're going to throw some breaks in there, here and there. And We encourage our members that, hey, if you're feeling winded, let's step out, let's breathe, you know, let's grab a sip of water, those types of things. Um, you know, obviously, mm. safety is number one. Mm. So, what kind of, I mean, obviously, everyone's different, but what would you say typically are people's expectations when they first come along, and then how are you able to to maybe give them some things they weren't expecting? So I think a lot of people, their, their expectation of what ISI elite training is, is this, I think that word elite sometimes can scare people. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, we want to provide an elite experience. Mm-hmm. But I think people are very, very scared and intimidated to walk through the doors because they'll mm-hmm. see on Facebook and Instagram and other social media platforms, they'll see some videos of what, you know, workout looks like, and it, it, it could be intense. Our coaches are going to push our members to their, their limits, mm. but you know, we understand what people's limits are. And I think people get nervous that we're going to, the second you walk in, you may haven't worked out in 20 years or you may have never worked out. I think people get nervous and intimidated that we're going to push you right into it. And that's mm. not the case. We're going to gradually build your, your strength and your confidence. Mm. So I think that's, um, you know, th- that's one thing. But what we've realized over the years through a lot of research and, and data and all that is people come to us because they want results. Mm. Uh, I, I'll put our, our training regimen up against anybody. We get, mm. we get results for our members, and I think that's why people start. But once mm. they come in, they feel that sense of belonging, I think, which a lot of people in, 
in today's society don't necessarily feel anymore. I think mm-hmm. with how disconnected everybody is. Mm-hmm. So when people walk in here, they, they come for the results, but they stay because we provide a sense of community and belonging for people. We do mm-hmm. events outside the, outside the gym. So a few weeks ago, we did a, a, um, a volunteer event with uh, Habitat for Humanity where we helped build a house in the community. So we like to do those types of things and not make it just a gym. Like I said earlier, we want it to be an experience and we want to be involved as much as you want us to be involved. And you were saying before about you also hold people accountable. Absolutely. So I actually just ran a report today. So what we'll do is we'll check what we recommend for all of our members is that we re- we recommend four workouts per week. Hmm. We were open. Most of our gyms are open seven days a week. And they're all within enough proximity of each other where if you can't make one because of traffic or whatever, there's another one maybe 10 miles up the road. Mm. So we, we want to provide that, that much experience. So we, we, we give, those, uh, give them those opportunities. But mm. we recommend four workouts per week. And then what we started doing last year to go above and beyond, exceed their expectations, was we, we were looking at all our data and we found that people get the best results mentally, physically, and emotionally when they get mm. those four workouts per week. So we mm-hmm. broke it down into four quarters per year. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we've got a, a quarter of a medal. If you get 48 workouts within a quarter, you get this piece of a medal. And we kind of celebrate it. We want to celebrate that accomplishment. So just mm-hmm. for a lot of people, just showing up for four days a week is a massive accomplishment for them. And we want them to know that we appreciate them investing in their health. So mm-hmm. within the last year, four pieces, we're actually finishing up uh, at the end of this month. So it'll be, uh, they'll get that fourth piece to create a whole medal, which is pretty cool. Uh, we broke it down into the Greek gods, which we were pretty excited about. So we have Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, and Athena, which were, which we thought was really cool and our members were excited about. And then within that, we've also decided to have a friendly rivalry amongst our locations. Mm-hmm. So the location that gets the highest percentage of their membership to get 48 workouts per quarter is presented with this flag. So our training mm-hmm. sessions are called ABT, which stands for athletic based training. Mm-hmm. But we named it the ABT championship for that quarter. And we rent out this big, massive um, restaurant bar area out on the, the intercoastal waterway, which leads into the Atlantic ocean here. And we do a massive presentation at the end of every quarter for the facility who wins it. Mm-hmm. So again, we just want to encourage people, you know, like, you're not just doing this for you. You're doing it for your, your fellow members and your family. And we, we want to thank them for being a part of what we do. And how do the members respond to that? It's been crazy. We've, this has been our best attended year since we've opened. Hmm. And it's just, again, going above and beyond a little bit. We've never increased our membership to do this. Uh, we don't ask for any other additional money. It's not a buy-in to do this. It's something hmm. that we wanted to do for them out of appreciation and to continue to encourage them to do this. It's, it's something tangible that they can take home with them. And then mm-hmm. the, the championship itself is just pride. And they, mm-hmm. it's, it's turned into a good friendly competition where members are, are holding each other accountable now too, which is pretty neat. Mm. And you were telling me before we started recording about um, a trainer that you saw in uh, Pennsylvania. Correct. Yes. So when, when I decided I wanted to pursue personal training, um, there was this this trainer, and I don't like the, the term personal trainer. I mm-hmm. feel I think that's what most people resonate us as or resonate with mm-hmm. us. I 
we, we call our quote unquote personal trainers, we're coaches. Mm. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to coach you rather than train you. So it's mm. all about coaching. But I remember seeing this personal trainer and he would, he had a very large clientele base. He, uh, he did well for himself in, in those terms, but I would watch him in between my sets and my workouts and how he would have his, his client doing uh, a certain exercise. And as they're doing that, he would be looking off in the other direction and not even invested. He could care less what they were doing. Hmm. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, I never want to be that, that guy. You know, hmm. if, if I have a, a, a client or a member for one hour, that is the most important thing to me in that one hour. And that's hmm. kind of what we've tried to instill into all of our coaches that for that 50 minute session that you have, those members or that member, if it's a, a, pr- a private personal session, that is the most important thing for you for those 50 minutes to an hour, however long that might be. And that, mm. that stuck in my mind and, and it, it's kind of motivated me to, to be the best coach I can be. In the next few years, how would you like to see your sort of career developing and, and the things that you do? So it, it's funny, as, as we've grown, I've grown with the company. So when I started five years ago, we had one location and we had less than five members, or not five, I'm sorry, less than 100 members. Mm. And there was the owner and then our head performance coach. Mm. And they were the only two. And then I came on and then one of our other um, coaches had, came on a week after me who's still with the company. So as we grew, my responsibilities grew and evolved and changed. I haven't been in the same location for more than 12 months at a time because mm. we've, tr- we've tried to utilize my skill set to fit as we're growing. So mm. within those, within the past five years, I've opened two of our facilities. I worked as director of operations. I've worked as a regional director. And then within the past couple months, um, again, as our, as we've evolved, we found that my skill set is better on the ground level with our members. So mm-hmm. I've been working within, within two of our facilities, hands-on every day doing that. So mm-hmm. it's been great to see that and experience all that. But like I said earlier, we're, we're franchising and kind of taking it nationally. So the next step is to uh, work within that and, you know, grow as our franchises grow and hopefully help open up those franchises as, as we're growing and travel mm-hmm. around the country and help those people who, who bought into and believe in what we do and help them understand our culture, our community, and, and our mindset. So that's on that end. I've also recently uh, started, become, or started a life coaching business. Um, mm-hmm. I've realized that my passion and calling in life was to help people. Mm-hmm. And I originally thought that the fitness industry was, was my passion. And I realized that it's just my vehicle to help people. So I've looked at other ways to help with that. So I kind of ventured off a little bit, um, just dabbling in a little bit on the side with life coaching or per, uh, professional coaching or um, career coaching that I've kind of been helping some people with as well. So I'd like to see that grow a little more. Um, you know, my, my goal is to impact or positively impact as many people as I can in whichever way I can. And so when you're doing these, you know, to, to progress yourself, are you taking other types of training to extend your sort of skill set in, in different ways? Uh, yeah. So uh, recently I finished my, my professional coaching certification. That took mm-hmm. me about eight months to do. Um, we're always looking at different certifications within the, the fitness world. So my, my original certifications were um, specialist in uh, personal training and also a specialist in fitness nutrition. 
uh, realizing the importance of nutrition to somebody's health and overall well-being was something mm-hmm. that changed my life. So I wanted mm-hmm. to gain as much knowledge in that as I could to help other people. So that's something mm-hmm. that I'm constantly reading up on and taking different courses and uh, podcasting as well, um, mm-hmm. different articles, things like that. Mm-hmm. And what would you say people, I mean, so people who come to the gym, to, to your gyms that you have, how knowledgeable would you say the average um, member is on things like nutrition? I think that, like you said earlier, misinformation. Mm. I think we've been conditioned as a society for so long that the less you eat, the more weight you're going to lose. Mm. And I have studies and, and data and everything have shown that's not the case. Mm. You know, um, so what we try to do is we try to make it very simple for them. We tell them to move more and eat better. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, people might have thought, hey, exercise more, and eat less. But now mm-hmm. we move more and eat better. So we try mm-hmm. to, again, exceed their expectations. They come in thinking that they're just going to come in to work out. But we also offer seminars, um, personal coaching as well to help people with nutrition. And we're, we're available. Sometimes it's, it's a pain in the butt, but some, we're available 24-7 to our members for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, If they have a nutritional question, hey, I'm at the store. Should I buy this or should I buy that? And as Mm -hmm. long as we're available, we're going to answer that question for them and not just answer, but educate them on it. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're we're really trying to break that. You know, we want people to eat more. A lot of our members come in and like, Hey, I'm I'm consuming 600 calories a day. And then we're looking at their, their Apple watch and they're burning 700 per workout. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's only 50 minutes of your day. We got to increase that. So just mm. educating them on that and not just telling them to do it. But definitely a lot of misinformation out there. And by change, by improving their nutrition and, and doing the regular um, physical training, they're, they're probably going to reduce the amount of medication they're taking as well. That, those are my favorite stories to hear. So we'll, mm. we'll, a lot of our members will have great physical transformations where they might have lost 50 pounds or they might have – gone and run their first Spartan race or rugged maniac or those obstacle course races or their mm. first 5k or whatever it is. And those are great to hear. We love hearing those and we celebrate mm. them. But my favorite are when we get somebody who comes to us and says, Hey, I don't have to take my type two diabetes medication anymore. Mm. Or we had a member who was severely depressed and was on all sorts of medication for depression. Mm. And it was crazy because she was one of our, our personal training members. So she would she would do personal training just one-on-one with one of our coaches. And a lot of times she would come in and just have such a bad day. And we would be doing a certain exercise such as deadlifting. <clears throat> and we would do one set and then the coach would change the weight on the bar and she would just cry because her depression mm-hmm. was so bad. But that was four years ago. Move along four years now and she's completely off it. She had very bad, very bad anxiety. She's out in public now, and, and she does a lot of our social events, which four or five years ago, even two years ago, she would have never done. So to see that change and hear that she's off that medication, that's what I think most of us are proud of, is that mm. we're changing people's lives that way. Like I and that. I think a lot of people have probably have no idea, a lot, of, a lot of people who maybe aren't going to a gym regularly have no idea that they are able to change things like depression and diabetes and so on by going to a gym. Yeah, it just it changes your mindset. It's I think a lot of times when we get down on ourselves, it's easy to stay there. 
And I know that depression is clinically diagnosed and everything. Um, but I think a lot of people are scared to do anything about it. And yeah. I think a lot of times medication is pushed on people and medication mm. along with proper exercise or, you know, in depression or anything like that, therapy and counseling is great. Mm. But I think people need to get out there and experience things. And that's what we try to provide is, is something that, that people can feel a part of and not worry about whatever else is going on. But I think people are definitely afraid of something like this thinking that their depression or whatever it might be, uh, you know, is going to hold them back from accomplishing what they really should accomplish. Hmm. What, what are your uh, general thoughts on exceeding expectations, Mike? So I think it's exceeding expectations. Um, you know, I absolutely love that title. I think that people have certain expectations in every aspect of life. My expectations of where I would be in life uh, seven, eight years ago was nowhere near where I am now. I don't think I had any expectations. So any hmm. positive improvement in my life it has been exceeding it. But mm-hmm. I think when you can go on above and beyond what people perceive as that expectation, that I, I think that that's, that's the goal of a business. I think a good business mm-hmm. or even just a good person. Um, like uh, my wife and I recently had a, a child, our first child um, just turned five months yesterday. And my wife is, she's taking her, her uh, maternity leave and she's mm-hmm. working so hard while I'm at work and she does such a great job. So she, I think the expectation is just, has kind of been me coming home and helping her, kind of relieving her and all that. But, um, you know, I noticed how hard she's working and, and taking care of our son, you know, eight hours a day or whatever it was. So yesterday I decided to go out and um, I purchased a, an hour facial massage, full body massage, all that stuff for her. And she had no idea that that was going to happen yesterday when I came home from work. And um, she was so ecstatic about it. So I think we can exceed expectations every area in our life. Absolutely. I think we just have to, to want to do that. Mm. So if people want to find out more about you and about the, the gym you work at and so on, where, where would they go to? So you, uh, just Google it real quick, www.isielitetraining.com. It's mm-hmm. going to pull up our website, all of our information. It's going to have some great videos. It's going to have some great testimonials. Um, then I'm on uh, Facebook, Mike Tilbury, or Mike Tilbury Coach. That's same thing as that's my Instagram handle. So we're, we're definitely out there. We're easy to find. And you mentioned about some new locations that you'll be opening up at. Where, where will those be? So as of right now, um, we've, we've got five in this area. One just uh, kind of on the border of North and South Carolina. Those are our corporate locations. Then we've mm-hmm. also got, we also have um, franchise locations opening up. We've got one in Georgia. And we've recently just um, signed some deals to open them up in Wilmington, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. I believe we've got three of those opening up there and then one in, I believe, Orlando, Florida. And then there's probably about 25 right now that are, you know, kind of going through the process. So mm-hmm. we're, 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 we're going to be near people soon. We're, we're very excited about bringing what we do, um, you know, throughout the, the U S and hopefully globally one day that, would, you know, that would be the goal, you know, positively impact as many people as we can. Yeah, that's a pretty rapid expansion. So yeah, good, good, good luck with that. I hope it goes well. And and you do you have a, a quotation that you like, Mike? Uh, so my favorite quote it's it's actually on the wall in my office. So every day I walk in there, I see it. It's uh, it's a Buddha quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit because I, I kind of mix up the words. But it's mm-hmm. uh, one moment can change a, a day, one day can change a life, and one life can change the world. And that's mm-hmm. how I try to change my or that's how I try to live my my life every day, realizing. 
that just a small conversation with somebody can spark something in them to change their lives, which may one day, you know, who knows, change the world. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure speaking of you and good luck with all that you're doing. And um, yeah, hope, hope. well, maybe I'll, I'll come out to Carolina one day. Who knows? And uh, we can meet up. Hit me up. It's, you know, do it in the summer when the weather is nice and you can hit the beach. But absolutely, Tony, I really appreciate this opportunity. No problem at all. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thank you. Take care, Tony. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode from Mike Tilbury. And coincidentally, I recently joined CrossFit. Um, and it's just a complete coincidence. But it's been a great experience so far. So if you are looking to join the gym, it's, it's definitely worth trying. Our guest next week on episode 69 is Mark Green, who's a business and leadership growth coach. And he mostly helps CEOs and executive teams worldwide. And he really tries to, to he says to liberate human potential. And he, addresses coaches and advises business leaders across a variety, wide range of industries on various topics such as leadership, mindset, behaviour change, human performance and, and much, much more. That's next week's episode with Mark Green. Hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Why not share it with someone who you feel may get some benefit from this, especially anyone who's looking to, to join the gym. And please do subscribe, leave a review for us on iTunes. That would be really helpful. Hope you have a fantastic week. 